What's going on? This is Ryan here for The Scale Up Show. I have Steve from Badger Maps, who is the CEO and founder there. Love what we talked about. And the hidden gem in this episode is at the end. So he shares what he learned from working with over 4,000 sales teams as the number one biggest opportunity. Really other cool things that we talk about that you could shave out five to 10 hours a week and specifically as it relates to sales. So uh, real interesting conversation and I will see you in the episode. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to The Scale-Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Steve Benson. Steve is the CEO and founder of Badger Maps, which is the number one app in the App Store for outside salespeople, which is I think is damn cool. And basically what it does is it upgrades existing CRMs with mapping and routing. Some really cool things about Steve. He was the number one sales rep in a division at Google. Uh, on the enterprise side, which is near and dear to my heart. He's also a fellow podcast host like myself with Outside Sales Talk. And at the same time, he is currently the president of the Sales Hall of Fame. Steve, welcome. Happy to have you on the on the pod, man. I'm going to send you on the board. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. On the pod. On the pod. <laughs> How you doing? I'll join the board too. That sounds that sounds fine. Uh, no, thanks. I'm glad to be Sometimes here. Sometimes all sorts of weird shit comes out of my mouth. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it's it's smart. Sometimes it's dumb, man. So I, I for the most time, you just got to roll with it. That's what I'm thinking. So yeah, let's roll with it. No, no worries. Yeah. So so, anyways, real happy to have you on the show. I know it was on your show. You're way more advanced than me in terms of your scheduling. Props to your marketing team for that. I think I'll be out in like the year 2027 or something like that when it's released. But anyways, um, let's do a real quick backdrop on you with a revenue rundown so that you have an understanding of where Steve is, kind of where he came from. So Steve, can you give us a real quick backdrop on uh, where are you guys at in terms of the revenue journey? We are, um, Badger Maps is doing 6 million in revenue, ARR now, all recurring. Um, I guess a little more than that now, but yeah, 6 million. And um, so you got 100 employees uh, across uh, our, our different areas we do business. One, one office in Europe, one office in America, and then an office in Asia. And, uh, and I live in the European office in Spain. Love that, man. Which is late your time. So appreciate you jumping on now. We mentioned you have 100 employees and we talked about the App Store at the beginning. Where are you? Is, is your primary go to market like through the App Store or is there other vehicles in which you kind of leverage to grow the business? Um, I, I would, I, I'm not sure. Sh- it's it's kind of hard to say how much business we actually source through the App Store. And I, I assume you're talking about the Salesforce App Store. Um, but I guess we're on a bunch of App Stores. We're on Amazon's App Store and Salesforce's and the Apple App Store and the Play Store and six other CRMs app stores that we connect to, um, but uh, were, were you referring to the the app exchange that Salesforce's or? Oh, I don't know, man. It was in your bio, so I'm I'm just rolling with what the marketing team provided. So I oh <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, well, I I think they're referring to uh, the app exchange. The app exchange, and, I, and I'm not sure how much business actually gets sourced through there, or if people hear about us and then and then 
go there. It's it, it's one of those places that's hard to really attribute revenue to because when someone leaves there, they usually just would see our name and then Google it. It's it, it's like most things in marketing, like they you know people typed Badger Maps into into Google and landed on the website. We don't know why they typed Badger Maps, but they typed it. They landed on our website. They purchased you know three weeks later. Um, so that that we don't we don't know the era, the beginning of the funnel. We don't have a ton of visibility into that. And and there's a bunch of things we do early funnel that, that I'd be happy to chat about. Well, let's talk. What's the primary go to market then? Like, how do you grow the business? Where's where's most of the 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 juice from the squeeze, if you will, when it comes to that? I mean, I, I'd say the biggest the the biggest thing that we do is is referrals and and just have a great process around referrals and, and getting, you know, getting our existing happy customers to tell other people we're, we're very fortunate in that we specifically sell to field salespeople. And the great thing about selling to salespeople is they're great communicators. So if you, if you make them happy, they will spread the word for you to their, to their friends uh, and, and people they work with. And so, you know, almost invariably we have a, a land and expand method. I mean, I, I wish I could say that, you know, we, we lob a perfect cold call into uh, the VP of sales at a med device company and, and they say, yeah, and they engage with us and say, yeah, I'd like to buy this for my 800 reps. That that very rarely happens. It has happened but where it works out like that. But in general, one person at the company finds us somehow, starts using us. Their direct managers like we should have all ten of the people covering Philadelphia use this, and then it, it spreads to you know the state or region, and then to the country from there. So okay. that that land and expand uh, motion is 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 what work, works best for us. Um, Joanne Black is the person who I just love what she does on on talking about referral stuff. She's my I have a podcast episode where I had her on. And she uh, she really outlined her. She, she's written like three books on how to do a professional referral process, how to set one up within your organization, how to track it, how to make sure the reps do it, all the things. And um, and, and so I, after doing that podcast with her, I kind of uh, I, I set it up a lot of her ideas up within the organization, and that's probably our biggest source of of revenue. But I mean, we do all the things though. I mean, SEO, SEM, um, outbound, uh, you know, cold, cold emails, cold calls, uh, all the things, I guess I'd okay. say. And, 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 and of course, all the, all the platforms that, that we can get on and, and that sort of thing too. And then, and then things like the podcasts are helpful. You know, Outside Sales Talk is a podcast for outside salespeople, obviously. And um, since that's the, person that uses our software that's super super helpful oh yeah totally makes sense man well let's walk through that because I, I think that's unique and i've helped companies set that up and deploy that in their business as well because huge 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 believer of referrals got a 20 million dollar a you know contract from a customer from a, a referral of a from a client we didn't even win right so <laughs> there's huge opportunities in leveraging that and i think it's going to get more and more critical as companies grow because <laughs> There's so many solutions that are getting democratized uh, for software creation that products are popping up all over the place. 
So walk us through kind of like your framework, your step-by-step approach for that. I think that'd be an awesome thing to dive into and uh, would love to hear how you execute that from A to Z within the business. And then like, what are like tangible outcomes and results that you're getting from it? Uh, so the, the, I guess the, the key thing is, is to have kind of the talk paths and, and, and make sure you include it, not just on your sales side, but on your customer support and customer success side. So everyone who interacts with the customer, especially if you've just been able to you know, make a customer happy, um, asking them if they'd like to refer someone is, is really helpful. You have to have a referral process where, where it's two-way, where you, know, you give, meaning if you reward the person who gives a referral and, and you also want to reward, you want them to be giving a reward to, to the person that they're reaching out, they're, that they're referring, right? In our case, we, if, someone makes, if someone refers some, another person to our company, uh, we give them a, a $50 gift certificate uh, just to Amazon. And and then they're giving away like an extended free trial of our product to to the uh, to the, the person that they know. So it's a two way. Everybody's winning. It's like they're giving them something, and and you know, they're they're obviously only going to do it if they're they're only gonna, someone's only going to tell. No one's doing it for the money. Especially they're they're you're, they're uh, they're doing it because they want to help their friend or colleague. And and so step one is to be to have a product that actually creates enough value for people that they're happy enough with you that they want to tell people about it. Um, And then there's, then there's the more of the corporate referral, which is more gets into more like either affiliate marketing where, you know, someone just gets a lot of traffic so they can shovel it, shuttle that traffic your way. Or, um, or if they are, are someone who who like interacts with the right type of companies that would be your customers. Uh, you can set them up in, a, in an actual partnership program. So all those all those forms of referrals are, are important. Um, and then making sure you're actually doing it, making sure you're actually you've implemented the processes within your, all these touch points of the customer that you're that you are asking them and and, and asking them if they know people who need this and you know would they make the introduction. Uh, and having a talk path for the salespeople to do that, and or the, especially the, like the customer support or customer success people, making it feel natural and easy for them to to make those requests. It's more natural for your sales team usually, um, and, uh, and and then measuring the results to the best you can. I mean, and that's probably the toughest part because there is a, you know a real break in the chain, right? A lot of a lot of people that sign up for our product would tell you, oh, yeah, I heard about it from my friend, but we didn't actually pay their friend because their friend didn't you know, give them, there was no, their friend didn't refer them through our system. They just told them about them, just told them about it. Although I do think that even having a referral program in place makes people more likely to do that, even if they're like, well, I'm not going to bother chasing down the 50 bucks, but, um, but I, you know, I, I want to help this person and this from this conversation, yeah. I, I want to let them know. Totally makes sense. How 
Hello, this is Ryan here. Real quick, if you are enjoying this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment or review. If you want more help or just want to learn more about what the top SaaS CEOs and founders are doing, check out my website at www.ryanstaley.io. Join my newsletter. Check out other free content resources I have there. And let me know if you want to scale your business. Now back to the episode. So what what are the the outcomes you've re, you've seen from that on a well I don't know like last year like what were the results you saw from the referral program that that you systemized and and then you know outside of what you just kind of mentioned what's what's like the the single biggest mistake that companies make when they try and deploy it um the uh, I, I don't it's really hard for me to say what the t- total value of the program is just because it's, it's one of the, it is, like I said, it's really hard to measure because we don't know, but you know, anecdotally, when we ask people, Hey, where'd you, where'd you hear about us? Invariably they say from a friend or a colleague or they, or they say from Google and uh, from Google means a lot of things. Right. But, um, but then uh, from a friend is pretty clearly pointing back to that. I guess our biggest success we we just we did do last year a uh, a 460k a year deal um, with uh, with a company that has a thousand field sales reps. Uh, like I said, it's 1,200 now. It started out at like 380 and then jumped to 460 when they renewed, so they added like 200 more. So I think they're at 1,200 reps now, and and that started out just as a referral of one per like it was one person. Um, and they were using it, uh, you know, just a single seat deal, and then classic like land and expand, referred it around his organization, and uh, then when upper management got word of the results people were getting from it, they were like, "Oh, well, it was the southeast division, if I recall, wanted to wanted to was wanted to buy it for the whole division, and, and it hit some executive's desk. Um, I think it was like the C." OO or something who had to sign off on it. And they were like, well, wait a minute. Either you don't need this or everybody needs this. Like, why, why, are, why are you in the Southeast different than, say, the Northwest? Why? You, so which is it? And they talked amongst themselves and decided, well, it looks like everybody needs this. So let's just get it for everybody. Um, and uh, so that, I guess that's the, uh, that's, that's, that's a, a solid example of it working. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, man. Um, I guess in terms of like one of the things that I think you focus on that is great is trying to carve out five to 10 hours a month, or I should say a week for folks that use your, your software by optimizing kind of their route or their territory in terms of how they approach meetings, which I think is awesome because I love doing the same thing with leveraging AI for the different components of the sales job. Right. Cause it's, it's just, if you free up 10 hours, it's life-changing in a week, right? Or free up 20, that's, I mean, that's world-changing. And so I guess like break that down for me, like where where are the biggest time wasters that the revenue community has, specifically on the sales side, that you're seeing on a kind of week-in, week-out basis that gets exposed through conversations you have or through your software? Yeah, well, and it's it's a funny time right now in in technology, right? Like, it's not just our thing, right? There's there's a bunch of software that really makes a big a big difference in 
you know, in, in saving people time or making them more efficient or scaling their activities, um, you know, both you know, on the AI side on all the different apps. And it's like all these things that like, you know, one of the, I, I was a, I was a, a really solid sales rep back in the day, but I don't even know if I'd be as good today. Cause one of the reasons I was really good is I would just grind through things and like sent a ton of emails, did a ton of calls, did research on my customers. Like a lot of things that I guess I would, Put under the umbrella of grunt work today <laughs> that, that should be done by apps and should be done with AI and um, you know a lot of the things that I would have called my uh, my my competitive advantages really weren't uh, you know I don't know if they, they, they I don't know if they play play as well today um, but I, I think that you know for for us for example like you know figuring out what your route's going to be if you're a field sales rep. So if you're a med device sales rep selling lasers to doctors, um, you just use a conversation I had this week, like the, that you're visiting seven, eight doctors a day. And, you know, some of them have your competitors lasers. Some of them have your laser, but it's old, et cetera. And you know, a lot of this information from your CRM, but when you actually, what we do is we connect to the CRM, bring the data in, and give you the tools in your mobile device to figure out who do I focus on when I'm out in the field on Thursday, given that I know I have to be here at 10 and I know I have to be here at 2.30. So on the way to the 10 o'clock appointment, who should I be seeing? On, you know, or what's around there after that? What's on the way to the next one? What's on the way home? Um, helping them plan out their, their day in a way that makes sense, then plan out their week in, in a way that makes sense. They end up driving a whole bunch less, right? They just they they hit more accounts and spend less time behind the wheel, and they get more meetings, and the meetings are with the right people because they've had a they have a tool to kind of help them focus, and you know so that. But this is just one small part of the sales job, right? I think that I think every, basically every sales team I come in contact with. Is just not leveraging technology nearly enough, and there's, and you can make one guy into three guys, really, like with with the right kinds of tools and the right, you know, and I and I guess you know I'm a great example of that I remember I remember sending like a, a thousand cold emails, and this is probably like in 2004, you know, one one at a time, like where I copied the email and put it in the two line, copied the body, put it in the body. Copied the title, changed the like, changed the body to make it appropriate for this particular industry, and press send. And it took me like a week. And today, you could just do something like that, right? I mean, it's uh, you know, you could send fifty thousand emails a month and not break a sweat, right? But and usually, it's like segmented off into specialized groups, and you know, it, leveraging technology, you can just get so much farther today than than you could. And I think that most people are not leveraging that enough. And as I look over your podcast, obviously, like you're, you're discussing a lot of this stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer, man. Like I've, I think, I mean, there, there's so many tools and, and sometimes there is a time to implementation, right? Like, because like, like, for example, like I'm, I made a commitment. What is it? A few weeks ago, like I'm going, when I actually, when I did my annual planning this year for this year, I'm like, I'm going to make sure I'm dead focused on really scaling up my YouTube channel because I'm doing a lot of components that are foundational for it. But like, I didn't focus on the details, like the SEO, like, um, cause YouTube is like different than podcasting. I think where it's like, you got to effectively generate 
content based on YouTube wants versus just generating content that you want to do, right? It's very, um, very like, I don't know, it's, it's almost reverse, right? There's a lot of SEO components to it. There's a lot of like thumbnail specificity, you know, all that kind of detail, right? And so, but to, to bring it full circle, you know, I, they're like, yeah, I just use this tool. It's super easy. It handles SEO and everything like that. But then it takes me like half hour to learn it. Right. And I have to prioritize it to take that half hour to learn it. And I, I did that because it's a priority, but there's so many times I can't tell you, and this is on me where I've leveraged a tool or something. And I'm like, uh, I try it out for five minutes and I don't figure it out. And then I don't use it anymore. Right. So it's like, and, and what I'm seeing is these teams have like 10, 15, 20 tools, right? So, so it's tough to really become a master or set them up in the way that they're supposed to be set up so that you get full utilization. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, and I, I think there is a, a need for specialization there too. Yeah. Like to, to point to it, it should be certain people's jobs in the team. And I mean, it's, we used to call them sales operations, but you know, who figure out how the sales team can operate better yeah. and uh, without a, you know, without a, doubt, a an individual sales rep that might gain four hours from some new tool a week. But maybe, maybe it's not worth them spending eight hours to set the thing up and figure out, do the research, which one to purchase and you know, which one to get and you know, figure out the, the market or the space. Whereas in aggregate, if the team has a hundred people on it, and so it's actually 400, 400 hours a week that would be saved, it's for sure worth having one person figure it out for everything. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I, I think that a, a mature sales organization needs to invest more in, in these types of sales operational technological experts to to be the ones that that carry the torch on that. Because it's not worth it to this one person on the team, this, the, kind of on the front lines. But it is worth it for the organization to figure this out. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, man. And so let, let's bring it because we're getting close on time, actually. The, the question I wanted to ask you, too, is like, how many sales teams have you worked with, like, just through your product and, and through the teams? I heard you say a team of 1,200. I mean, what would you say in terms of number of sales teams, number of reps? I mean, right right now we have um, 4,100 sales teams that use Badger Maps to organize this um, this aspect of their sales. And I, I certainly haven't worked with all of them, but um, over, over the years, uh, I would guess thousands of, of teams I've worked with in, in different capacities. Okay. But, so love that. Um, That's I, amazing, right? 4,100 sales teams. So what would you say if, cause like, and this is, this is just you aggregating on the flags. So I didn't prep you for this question or anything, but what would you say is the single biggest problem that's consistent across those sales team and then what do you see is the single biggest opportunity uh based on that that data set in 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 companies and teams that you've worked with um i'd say the biggest problem is not not leveraging best practices like there's so much knowledge with it every single thing you're selling is different and there's so much knowledge about the product and the customer that you're selling to and how your organization works and, and how to get things done in your organization and you know, all, all the things that that fall under the umbrella of getting a deal done but that aren't you know actually sitting in front of a customer and answering their questions about the product or overcoming objections or whatever the thing the things that we kind of think of as sales um, 
there's so much knowledge floating around that different people have on how to get this type of deal done or whatever it is. And someone in the organization knows, like a, there's a team of 30 sales reps and, and someone knows how to do that really well. But that knowledge isn't shared across the organization very well. And so if I, and, and, I, and I just see that over and over again, where someone, someone, it's like our product, right? Like, it's like, we, we see all the time, like, oh, two people or four people or something at this organization are using our product out of 150. We know that it's just as useful to everybody, right? It's just this one team in Arizona, like someone figured it out and and they started using it because it's helpful to them. We're like, it, so that, that's like a very common thing we see. And we're just an example of this. But what I recommend that people do, you know, whether it's to spread out, spread the word on what we do or spread the word on anything smart that works well is, is have kind of a, a brown bag lunch type thing. And, you know, doesn't, shouldn't be at the sales kickoff because there's too much to do in anyway and everyone's already hung over. But just you know, on your weekly meeting, when you chit-chat about what's going on, have Jessica from Tulsa explain to the rest of the team how she's doing this really smart thing that she's doing. And you know, and if you're a manager, you kind of you're like, you know, I was just talking to Jessica and she figured out this process that like really greases the skids on this one thing. Have her take, you know, have her put throw together six slides and teach the other thirty people at the organ who are in her exact role how to be great at that random thing. And usually, it's not something that you can like, you know, Google a YouTube video on how to do it. And, and you know, it's not like how do you overcome that pricing objection? Because usually, it's something germane to your product, your who you're selling to, um, who. Who, you know, your organization and how to get things done. Like, how did you get legal to give on that term? Like what, you know, so it's, it's like that, but all the, all the knowledge on almost everything is in living in your sales organization. So you can unlock it by having them um, share and take a leadership role really and, and teach the rest of the group and, and just, you know, little, little bite-sized 15 minute uh, platefuls of knowledge. That is uh it's funny because that's so simple, but that's dead on. Cause I remember that at, you know, when I was a sales leader, that was some of the things that, that we leveraged, but it was funny. It took a while to do it. Right. It wasn't natural. There wasn't a systemized process around it. And um, we would have different reps present on things that they did exceptionally. Right. And uh, it was really, really helpful because I remember the team would get lit up from it. The person, the team, the person who presented got lit up from it, right? Because they got to show their thought leadership, and then the team got lit up because it was like, "Oh, my peers doing this," and um, even if it was a cocky person or whatever, <laughs> they still appreciated the new ideas, and it was hyper detailed and specific and relevant. So I think that's that's awesome advice, man. I, I love that. I think that's that's super useful and relevant. And um, I could see why you gave that as an answer. And that wasn't what I was expecting, man. So uh, great job on that, Steve. <laughs> I try to throw a lot of curveballs. <laughs> just try to keep you on your toes. Oh, no, it's good. Um, well, unfortunately, we're up on time. So where can people find you? Where can they find out more about saving, you know, five to 10 hours a week on, on their routes with Badger Maps? Yeah, if, if bringing routing and mapping uh, to your CRM for your sales team is what you're into, Badger Maps is the spot to go. You can you can find us you know on the web, obviously, 
Um, if it's me you're after, uh, best place to find me is, is uh, probably on LinkedIn. Just Google Steve Benson Badger Maps. Or, or I'm sorry, LinkedIn, Steve Benson Badger Or Google. It'll all work. You can find me, Steve Benson Badger Maps, and, uh, and I'll pop up. Okay, awesome. And I could attest to, I haven't used Badger Maps personally, but when I did run a team, this is one of the things, I don't think I even told you this, Steve. We did a whole time efficiency study with travel and reps, and we found that literally, uh, if and this was all manual, right? This was even this was just by like carving people into certain geographic areas that literally mm-hmm. they could work three to four times as many deals because of all the back and forth driving and traffic. So I know there's value in, in what you're providing because. I saw it when I had to manually go through with spreadsheets and track and estimate how many miles and everything like that. So love, love, love that. Yeah, it's, it's a surprisingly uh, a surprisingly silly problem, but without, you know, you, just, you can't do it without technology. Like it just wasn't, like I used to work in the Google Maps team, like you just, that you couldn't do it without mobile mapping available on a, on a mobile device. Um, it just, it, until now it's been, you know, it's, it's just been uh, an impossible problem, but it's it definitely, it's a funny thing because everybody, all these sales teams measure this in different ways and they, they know but the before and after because they're like, well, we were paying people 50 cents a mile or whatever it is. You know, it's so like, we know exactly how many miles they were driving before. We know exactly how many miles they were driving after because we're, we're, we're paying them. And so um, the, the number went down by 20% and that translated into driving 20% less or or they were paying for their gas and they saw that drop by 20%. Like they, they could, or, or they were tracking their meetings and that went up by a bunch. And so, you know, uh, on average, like 1.5 to a day. So that's kind of the, that's the, that's where you can measure the value. Awesome. Well, great, uh, great episode, Steve. Thanks for being on, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate what you're doing. So uh, thanks for being on the episode. Absolutely. Glad to be here. All right. And I appreciate you for joining me and we will see you on the next episode as well. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.